Hello and welcome to the Video Gamer UK podcast. My name is Matt Lees. I'm joined by Chris Bratt. Hello. Simon Miller. Welcome. And David the Day Scammel. No offence, Chris, but I'm going to stay as far away as possible you from you today. You are very far. That is, that's yeah. horrible. This is How a do I not take offence of that? You've caught nerd flu. I don't yes. like it. Dude, there's, look, yeah, this room, there's no way we don't all leave <laughs> with this disease. Yeah, it's, it's like being in a plane. Yeah. yeah. No way out. Which, yeah, we, which someone, we also did as well. And the guy yeah. sitting next to you just farts and sneezes all the time. Whoa. 11 hours and you're like, oh, Sorry about God. that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I have you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Gamescom. So we had Gamescom last week. Obviously, for those of you who have not been kind of keeping uh, keeping up to date on things, we did do mega podcasts. We did three podcasts within Whoa. three days. Bang, bang, bang. All the yeah. Crazy That's a four times score multiplier. Mm. Um, they were really good. I was really happy with that. So if you do want to know specifically about the games at Gamescom in more detail and you're wondering, well, hey, why aren't you guys talking about that? It's because we covered them quite extensively. In that. I've got nothing else to say about them. I've said it all on those podcasts. And on that note, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> well, actually, because there was a couple of games I saw at the end of the week that I wasn't on the last podcast because I was busy. Um, so I could talk about those for a bit. But first of all, anyone else been playing any games this week? Loads. I know you've been playing game, but you might not be able to talk about it that much. Yeah, but I over the weekend, however, I've played a bunch of Europa, which I, none of you guys have played, and Dave's already grimacing. Europa League. My eyes are squinting. Europa, League Europa Universalis 4. We talked about this. It's a game where you get some maps with numbers on it. And it's, flags, it just right? looks one like hardcore games I've ever played. It's one of the no, best games. It does sound awesome. Um, but it also sounds like the most niche thing in the universe. Yeah. Give us, give us a, uh, an elevator explanation of why it's awesome then. It's just that it's like a lot of strategy games, except much more in depth. The, the diplomacy actually works. Like the decisions that countries make uh, make sense. You know, when you play Civilization. I'm at the elevator. This, that was the worst elevator picture I've ever <laughs> yeah, heard. Yeah, yeah. Diplomacy <laughs> making sense in a strategy game is one of the most exciting things. It, yeah. Tell me a story. Tell around. me a story. Can you play as Syria? Uh, a spit topical, Dave. Going to leave that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Good lord. <laughs> it's the question. Good lord. <laughs> answer my question. Ignore Dave's. Answer yep. my question. Tell me a story. Uh, okay, so I started off as England um, in at the end of the Hundred Year War with France. Mm-hmm. Completely bankrupt myself, uh, taking over France and making them. Yeah, it, it took me like 50 years. It took over France, though. Yeah. Fair enough. But the, We've wanted to do that for a long time. My Eiffel Tower. You, it is a fucked. You think after, <laughs> I don't know what that was. It sounded like a like hobo or something. <laughs> yeah, so, so that was like the entire start of my game. And I, I put everything that my country had into this war. And I had, like, by the end of it, France and England were a combined nation. And you'd think I should absolutely walk the rest of the game. Right, yeah. But because I'd put all my income into it, everything I had... I was destroyed by the end of it. And so after playing for about five hours, my country was a mess and I couldn't hold off any invasions. It sounds horrible, but it's the same reason I, I like playing XCOM on like Iron Man because you get punished for those decisions. Kind of makes sense. That's why the British Empire just went and kind of dicked on loads of countries that couldn't do anything about it. Not France. Without uh, <laughs> trying to have a go at France. Hmm. <laughs> Everything makes sense yeah. now. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a hard, like you say, it's a very niche game. It's a hard game to sell to people, especially visually just because it is a big interactive map. It's one of those games where I really appreciate the experience it sells, like mm-hmm. of actually like understanding diplomacy <laughs> like, I, you know, I, I, quite a real way. Yeah, and it's, it's like, it's a big old history simulator, I guess. You get to completely Wait change a minute, your, England never took over France. No, no there's uh, not a history it, simulator. No, no, okay, Do you no, not remember start, that? Yeah. You start, you, okay, it starts as a history simulator and then you kind of put your own mark on it. And it just... I don't know. It's just But it seems like it's quite hard to do anything. Like actually doing something as substantial as taking over France is like, 
you know, history <laughs> happened the way it happened for a reason. Yeah. And to change things is quite There's a lot of work. A lot, a lot of games that I also enjoy, all the big other strategy games like Total War, you can do that quite quickly. And although it is a big deal when you go to war with a, another big nation, it's you once you've finished that, you can quite quickly move on from it. However, in Europa, because it's got this more realistic approach to it, that's and talking like of quite quickly everything. moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, you're also playing uh, Rome Total War 2 at the moment. Two, Total Rome 2, Total Roman 2. That's the probably, one. Probably can't talk about that moment because there's a review. No, but um, yeah, if you are interested in that, then Brad will have some more thoughts on that soon. Mm-hmm. I've seen him playing it and I asked you, how many of the Romes are you going to total? Uh, four of them. Four Romes. So he's playing to total four it's Romes. Right now, Romes to I, think I think it's a good number to yeah, go yeah, for. Yeah. Talking though of games that give you a little experience um, in that's interesting, uh, I've really fallen in love with papers please um i know you guys talked about this a little bit it's very moorish it's very moorish but it's mm. also very like bleak oh it's horrendous it's absolutely horrendous like if you start screwing up your your papers and your family just dies yeah literally i mean that's it I was, I was playing it last night and i i kind of felt like i got the the authentic experience where i was i was up working on a bunch of stuff till about midnight and then i thought well i'll just play a, a little game of papers please before i go to bed yeah. just give myself a treat you know something nice um, and because I was kind of half asleep, I, I got the real experience of being somebody working a day job that's really yeah, important got, and not got, doing it properly. Got to stay alert. <laughs> because I was literally, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That looks fine. <laughs> Stamp. And then it's like, telegram. I'm like, no, you shouldn't let that through because oh, of this. God. I'm like, okay. And like within the day, I made four mistakes. And so it was like, my entire family are starving. Yeah. My you, entire family are cold and ill. Do you think, I'm boned. Do you think like actual immigration officers use it for training purposes? No. No. <laughs> Do you think, like, you'd go to work, you'd play it in the evening, and be like, that'd be no, funny if I did that tomorrow, There's also it? one that lets you to be, a, like, a hot dog seller in New York. Oh. So I didn't I like that one as much. No, it's not, I, as, it's not as well realised. That was trying... I think the problem with that one was it was trying to make a point so hard that I kind of felt it grating. I felt like, um, I think it was called... St- Something story stands. Something like that, yeah. I didn't like that because it kind of felt like it was trying to kind of go, huh? Yeah, it's pretty hard working a day to day job. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty hard. Yeah. Whereas this, I like the way it has different layers to it. It's kind of telling a story. I don't know where the story's yeah. going, but there's there are elements. I'm like, oh, it's got a story. Where's yeah. this going? There are recurring characters, and you know, obviously, if you keep saying no, you can't come into a country's people. They keep coming back. Um, they get mad and they do get mad yeah. and I really like the fact that you're allowed to make a couple of mistakes every day but you kind of feel like at first oh that's a that's a, a security blanket like I'm allowed to mess up a few times but then I love the way that it starts to add moral elements that mean you then almost start trying to save your mistakes so you can purposefully make mistakes mm. to do good things for good people yeah. and I had a really bad situation where this this woman came through and was like hey thanks and then after I checked her passport and stuff, I'm going, yeah, you're fine. Gave her passports back. She said, please help me and put a note on the desk. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> so then also, like, because you're on the clock, I'm like reading this note as quickly as I can because I'm like, this is work hours. I can't, yeah. I need to make money so I can't spend too long on this. But I was like, oh, it sounds like this guy's basically importing women. It's like human trafficking or something. Yeah. And she's what fears for her life and fears that she's going to be forced into prostitution. And she says, this guy's coming through today. Please don't let him in. And so I'm like, oh God, okay. Uh. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then he comes up to the desk and the guy doesn't say anything. He just puts his papers on the desk and I recognise the name. And without thinking, I just do the right thing. And his papers are in order as well. That's the thing. His you, papers you are fine. Let him through. But yeah. of course, I, I think the, the best part about Papers, Please, for me, was the, the kind of family element to it. Because at first you think, oh, that feels a bit tacked on. It's got like this kind of mini game that's running in the background. For every person you let through, you earn a bit of money to feed your family. However, 
after you've played for a couple of hours, it just changes everything because you start off making all these right decisions and you only want to let the right people through yeah. and you want to stop that man because he's evil. But by the end of it, because you, you, like, you need a certain amount of money, otherwise your son's not going to eat that night. You, yeah. you start rushing them, you start making decisions that you perhaps wouldn't. Well, that's the thing. Like, to I, I got to money. a point where I started being quite moral and doing the right thing and letting people through when maybe I shouldn't have done because their papers weren't quite right. But it's like, well, I do trust you. I think you're an all right person. You know, there's a point where like there's a couple and the husband goes through first and then the wife's after him and the wife's paperwork isn't right. And you're yeah. like, fuck. Oh, no. Like she's like, please. I, I shipped her right out that. <laughs> I did as well. No one gets through my barrier with the wrong papers. But the, the the worst thing is, and this is the point for me, which I thought this game is quite genius, was when this this man who I've not allowed in because this woman said, please don't let him in, because you know he's a bad man. Yeah. And I've gone dump denied. I immediately get a telegram through going, you should have let him through. That's yeah. a mistake. But because it was like not my it was like it was my first mistake on the day, it wasn't a problem. But then of course the problem was the next day he comes back. Yep. And he's in the queue again. And I'm there like. Oh, oh no! Yeah. Fuck! You're and it's sacrificing thing of, your own I family. I already made two mistakes that day, right? So I've made my three mistakes. I knew that if I didn't let him in again, I was going to get fined five bucks, and that meant that my kid couldn't have any medicine, so he might die. And so I'm there, just like knowing that this guy through. is going to like pimp women and do all sorts of you bad shit. Let him through. I let him through no. because it's no. like ah. Oh, your job is not. Your job is to let him in or out with the papers, man. But You've it's got to leave a motion at the door. It's a surprisingly layered game, and I even like the way that even the stuff like the process of of talking to people, the process of actually like going, where are your papers? Yeah, is like it's time consuming, and so more often than not, if people come up to the window and they haven't got all their papers in order or anything's even slightly wrong, just I just go nope next, uh, yeah. and it's like I now have so much sympathy for people who do this. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And the way they're not friendly and they're just literally like. I They're have, just checking numbers, I checking places. I was saying to Simon when we, when we came back from Gamescom, I start to think about Papers, Please when I go to Passport Control now, just because, like, you can, yeah, you can understand it. And, <laughs> well, they, they've got a family to feed, Simon. <laughs> have a heart. But yeah, it's, it's, it comes highly recommended for me. It's only about six quid, and it's got a, the story no, elements good, is yeah. awesome, and it's just really compelling. It's a really fun... It's basically because people say, oh, it's just doing paperwork, but it is. It's like doing, like, brain training or something. It's like... Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, yeah. spot the problem. And it's like, oh, where's the problem? Is there a problem? And you, you, yeah, you're against the clock. You yeah, have to be so. really thorough. I love the way you have the little tables, so you bring out the pads yeah. and look through the book, and you're like... And it's complicated without being sort of overly so as well. Yeah. Like, there's a lot to do, and you've got a lot to sort of balance, but it never feels like this is ridiculous. I can't... I can't... I kind of almost want to start this. again, because now I memorize... I know some of the areas and names, so yeah. I know the names where are the places... through. Yeah, to keep where, checking where like yeah. if their passport's legit and stuff. No, that great, doesn't though. sound fun does it it, it doesn't but, but it is extremely it's um, really compelling I, i'm glad it, it does seem to have done well um even though it's a game about passport control i love the fact <laughs> you just i always just mess up tiny things like the height's wrong or something right? yeah. yeah the height doesn't I, match yeah the height i always miss i i didn't realize there was a thing behind them the yeah no i didn't uh, uh, it's really really smart and actually another indie game i just started playing this morning on alpha is uh Sir, you are being hunted, yeah, okay. which I've been excited about for a long time, mm. and I really like it. It's early, so it's quite hard um, because I think the idea is—I mean, generally the idea is that you are in a procedurally generated um, British landscape, <laughs> being hunted by gentleman robots. Yep, that happened to me the other day, <laughs> and it's honestly—it's one of the most British games I've seen in years, and for reasons I wasn't expecting. Because obviously, it's got all the British shtick and the fact yeah. that, like, the the robots will walk around with hunting rifles and top hats and moustaches 
and moustaches yeah, I think and and they are like they have like all these traditional cottages and hills the landscape is very British it's all hedgerows and fields but it's not just that it's something about the atmosphere it's like the faintly the grey dreary <laughs> I weather I was going to say grey it's like it what's is, British grey it's grey <laughs> it's bleak it's occasionally quite beautiful but also it's just like the tone reminds me of a creepy Radio 4 drama almost <laughs> it just feels like BBC as fuck and in a good way okay. it's, um, it's really British but also very what do you do though, frightening. You just... Well, basically, the idea is that um, it's a bit like Slender in terms of the, the, mm. the how the game works. <laughs> it's not like that in terms of how the fear works. But the idea is there are twenty five fragments of your ship or whatever right. that are somewhere, and you ha- the only way you can spot them is you see smoke, and you can only see smoke when it's a bit clear day as well, and you'd have to right. go and explore and find them. Um, but you find the fragments, and then you collect them and you take them back. And when you get to all twenty five, you finish the game. But I mean, I've managed to get two so far, and yeah. then I died because nice. often there are robots guarding them. You know, they're guarding the spots where things fall down, and the only thing you can do—can you fight them or not? Well, I, maybe. I mean, I've found an axe. I, I attempted to go head to head with one with an axe, and met an end very quickly because they've got shotguns. So <laughs> basically, they almost one hit kill you if you're point blank range. Right. So maybe if you could sneak up on one, but I no so idea. It's how a that stealth game predominantly. Though, it is really, a stealth yeah. game, and basically. It's a case of when you get shot, you start bleeding, and until you use a bandage, you're going to keep bleeding. Is it like a trail of blood that you'll leave or anything? Or I don't like, think so. You just lose health. It just means you just like you get shot as soon as someone die, starts shooting yeah. you, you just leg it and you run until you're outside and then you hide in the bushes. Because ah. the stealth system is based on like um, if you're hiding in foliage, then you're not visible, and the more foliage you've got, so if it's thick foliage and you're crouched, then you're almost invisible. Yeah. Um, but it's just really, it's really intense, and it is. It does feel like post-apocalyptic in a cool way. The fact that occasionally you'll be like, "Oh God, there's loads of them around here," but then you'll have a period where you're like, "There aren't any." Like, and you're just walking across a field, like carefully looking around, and you can't hear them. But then you hear the kind of robotic beeps, and it means you know there's one nearby. Um, but it's just really sinister, and it's it's a lot of fun. And I like the way that so far it's stuff like you just have broken bottles. And little rocks that you use to throw and try and distract sure, them, sure. Yeah. Um, but trying to fight them, like screw that, like they are, they are nasty. But it's even got like you have to find food. It's got a nice mechanic in the fact that you have to eat, otherwise you'll starve. Yeah. And when you eat food, your health will regenerate as well. But it means if you starve, you're dead as well. But it means you can't, you kind of have to act with trepidation, but you can't be, you you can't just hang around yeah. because otherwise you're going to starve. Gonna get, yeah. So you need to keep looking for sources of food, which means going to the houses. But then the houses, the areas where there are like houses are where you'll often find the robots. Yeah. Can you go in the houses then? No, you that? just, every time you, time you go to a door, the doors are like containers. Okay. So it's like you just click on right, the door okay. and then you get stuff. Another nice element is the fact that the inventory system, where it works is that most of the houses have junk, but you can just go and take the things you want, but you click take all, then it means that you'll end up with an inventory full of junk. And the only way to get rid of the junk is by going into inventory and right-clicking on them and going discard, discard, discard. Yeah. Which basically means if you are in a hurry You'd and you're running it, yeah. through a town, you just want to go grab everything, grab everything, grab everything. But it means you can't take everything because you know you then you need to go junk, and find a yeah. hide, a safe place. Because it has the whole Dark Souls thing of when you're in the inventory, it's not paused. Yeah. So you have to find somewhere safe to rifle through and see what you've got almost. So I like that idea of it just being like, running up to a village, checking, grabbing all this stuff and then running into a bush and being like, what have I got? What have yeah, I got? What do I need? Oh, I've yeah. got a pie. I can get a pie and I won't starve. Um, but I like the way that every time you start a new world, it, um, it generates it from scratch. So there are like islands and each, each world is five islands and you, um, you can travel between them on boats and you can basically... The idea is that it's not like a roguelike. It's not like a game that you keep just playing and each time it's random. 
it's more the idea that you can play it and you can save, you can save your progress. Yeah. Um, but when you go back to the base, but then if you want a new experience, you can just be like, invent me a new world. But the idea, I, I like the idea that it's like, it's not the sort of game I could see myself completing because it's so fucking hard. Yeah. But I like it's the idea. Alpha, I guess they could tweak that. I like the idea if you can have fun within that one world until you feel like you're getting, if you feel like you're getting bored of the game, you feel like, oh, I'm bored of this. You can just create a new world yeah. and just start no, again, basically. I, I don't, I imagine they'll, they'll have to keep it that difficulty just because that is the game, isn't it? Once you've yeah. completed it, you, you're unlikely to go Well, back. I know that there's stuff that they're adding. I mean, um, they get caveat when I got a press code just being like, this is super early alpha. So there's loads of stuff. And I know that super one of the things alpha. it's alluded to because you do collect books and the books tell stories. Right. And one of the books is like, about a story about a guy who trapped a robot in a hole. And I get the impression you are going to be able to build traps and stuff. And I think that's going to be kind of... Okay, trap them in holes. Right? Okay, you sense. are going to be able to like kill the robots by trapping them and uh, yeah. stuff like that that makes it a bit easier. But at the moment, it is just that frantic thing. And the intro is just so lovely because it's like it's this, this posh dude just telling you, saying, you'll need to find 25 things. And it's like, I'm sure that if you go to some of the local places, you'll be able to find a nice cup of tea to keep you going for sustenance. <laughs> and all this stuff, like it's all just like, oh, like you're a... You're a gentleman on a jolly adventure yeah, and no everything will be fine and it's really nice. And then at just the end it goes, oh, but I should mention something, sir. You are being hunted. Nice. <laughs> it's just like, fuck. So you're being hunted. Brilliant. It's, uh, it's right. cool. I'm, I'm, we're going to play some and do a video um, after this. So it should be up this afternoon. If you're listening to the podcast, you should be able to go onto the website and look at that. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out because I think it's it's sort of thing where I'm not sure just yet if it is worth buying into the alpha, hmm. but it's definitely shaping up to be quite cool. Good stuff. Happy times. You been playing anything, Simon? I played and finished the Walking Dead series, because I'm very ah, up to date with my I'm games. Glad, I'm glad. You know, I like to... Uh... I like to play things when everyone else is playing them when they first come out and not almost <laughs> yep. two years after they've been released. I just thought it was phenomenal. It's I great, mean, isn't I, it? I, won't, I don't want to talk about it too specifically because if you haven't played it, you don't want to know anything about it because I didn't. I don't know how I, even with Chris Bratt, who loved to spoil it in the office oh, one on thing, occasion. One thing. But luckily I don't listen to you, so I don't remember what you said. One like, thing, most important thing, Butters. <laughs> oh my God, I'm never going to be able to play that game because of you. You should still definitely play it. The only thing, I, I played 400 Days. The other I day. haven't played that yet. And I have a lot of good scores for it. I don't really know why. And I understand why it exists because it serves as a, uh, a, like a connecting point between yeah. the season you've just finished and the season you're going to do, which is good because, you know, it, it, it means you can concentrate on the new characters. <laughs> you already know who you're going to be dealing with, which is good because I think the big problem I had once I'd finished season one, obviously it's a very, you know, it starts and it finishes that arc. You know, it's a very, very... They could try and continue it, but it would just be worse and worse. Like, there'd be no point yeah. to... To try and carry on with, with with the characters they've introduced, um, and because when I finished it, I thought I don't want to play any any more games really. They don't use those characters, but Four Hundred Days does work. So you think, okay, I know who these people are now, and there's a there's kind of a choice mechanic in that, so you kind of see how it's going to play out when you start season two, which is good. But I thought the way it was delivered was just. It's, it's really short. And yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's very short considering how many characters there are. Yeah, and right. it's basically, basically, you basically play five or six how many is introduction sequences. Yeah. And it, it's nice and it's fine. It just wasn't, it didn't feel, it wasn't up to the standard of the, of the previous ones really. Mm. And that was the problem because those first five episodes of season one are just, I think, I mean, I think they're, they're it's, it's so strange because there's games, they're mechanically flawed yeah. and they don't really control, they control like dog really. But, everything else is so good doesn't matter it's completely yeah, irrelevant because exactly. you know the story you're experiencing and the choices you're making and it's because when you first meet i mean you know if you haven't played it your main character is basically called lee when you first meet him Spoiler. he comes across as a you know 
just an awfully acted and shallow yeah, character. Yeah. And then by, I'd say, probably by mid of the second episode, like, oh, you're not. You're actually very well acted and you know you have a lot of character to you and you're actually quite a multifaceted kind of a guy. And it's fascinating. It's nuanced. It's, just, it's yeah, a yeah, re- genuinely nuanced character. Yeah, it's just straight. I don't know. I still don't understand how they made that, how they made that switch or where they made the switch or where all, all of a sudden I decided, you know what, I'll accept you. I think uh, it's I think it's the relationship with Clem, isn't it? That does they it. did that, change that uh, the writer as well. The writer changed in the second episode. I oh, did it really. Yeah. Well, maybe the first episode that, was written by someone different. Yeah, but even and the then, voice uh, I thought the voice acting was terrible. I think they had but... Gary Witter who started writing it from the second episode on, yeah. and I think he did a fantastic job. Oh yeah, I, mean, I like the first episode as well. But I thought the voice acting was terrible at first as well. By the end of it, I thought the voice acting was brilliant. So... It really is a landmark game, though. I, I honestly, I think it will be one of those games that in the years to come, people will still be going. That was important. I think so. And I think it's incredible that Telltale managed to make that after making the absolute atrocious nonsense that was Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is a terrible game. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It was weird in the fact that it was almost, when I started playing that, um, I played the first episode like on the day of release. Yeah. And it was a kind of, obviously now it's hard to remember this because everyone's like, oh, The Walking Dead, of course, it's wonderful. But at the time, it was this thing of like actually being like, is this guys, shit again? This, is, this is amazing. Like, yeah. probably was like, really? Really? <laughs> like, I'm like, shut them no, yeah. the foot by what they released before. Like, you Yeah, know, it's but- like, no one believed me. I was like, no, honestly, honestly, guys. I, I, I remember filing the copy to my editor and giving it a nine out of ten. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is actually amazing. Like, uh, no, it is. It is, I, it is fantastic. And it's the first game I've ever played where I've gone episodic gaming works. I, yeah. I, usually I play it and go, well, you may as well just stretch that out. Oh, into... it was such a treat when a new episode came out. But, but I mean, I had them all there to play, but I still played one a week because I liked the way it ended on somewhat of a cliffhanger. I liked how it hinted as to what would happen next. It just left me thinking, I'm yeah, happy it, it, to it, wait, it, settle, and then pick it up in a week's And time. you know what? Like, what I really loved about it is, the, and it's a shame because not everyone was on it, at that point a lot of people didn't because they didn't realise it was a big deal in the same way that TV shows are a big deal a lot of mm. people binged on it towards the end and I'm really looking forward to with the next season having that thing of actually having everyone playing it when it comes out and having that thing because I love at the end when it comes up and shows you the percentage of people yeah, who've what, made the who choices did what, yeah. and you're like oh I was pretty yeah. rare that I love the idea of being able to go and say what did you do what did it, you do yeah, it's been quite difficult because most of my friends didn't play it until yeah. much later on so I like you immediately want to go to the pub down to someone and go oh my god did you last night you want to talk about it in the way that we talk about breaking bad yeah. like, you know um and it's really well because because your choices are on a timer i made a lot of decisions i didn't want to make yeah i was so close i, was like, I don't know what to do, to do that one and then i did it i was like i don't want to do that yeah, yeah. so yeah i mean it's... or worse you when you're part under pressure you kind of see the sort of person you are and you well, just make true. a choice you go this one and then you go fuck am i yeah, that am i that kind of person there are some choices i made that I kind of made because okay, it's difficult to talk about them because I don't want to spoil them. But there are some I made where I thought I'll do this because it means that, and it didn't mean that, and that was a little bit frustrating. But I that's had such a minor where criticism. I'd made. I had moments where I've made decisions in rage. Actually, I think it was the second episode that that was when it really I kind of looked at that game and thought, wow this is something genuinely special, was yeah. when I made decisions, a couple of decisions, just because I was fucking angry yeah, yeah, yeah. and immediately regretted them. But it was just that moment of like, that capturing in a game, that spur of the moment thing, yeah, of no, like, I'm really going to well do this to you right now because I hate you. Yeah. And so, <laughs> we, we talked about that actually. In one of the episodes, there's a character that's designed to piss you off as you're playing it. It's yeah. like, yeah. you should be angry at this character and then inevitably there's a decision that will affect him later on. And Sam and I treated it differently. And it... it we? It was... Uh, I know you can't be talking yeah. about, yeah. but how did we treat because, it differently? Because just before that, there's Clementine uh, kind of gives, try, tries to influence Oh, you. yeah, I know. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's amazing because we both felt very, very differently about that character, even though we were playing exactly the same game. The, the Walking Dead, although you are presented with a lot of choices, 
the story always goes in the same way. But it was interesting to see we had completely different views on yeah, no, that's true. on how to deal that situation. I think I, the the thing I've said this many times, but I think the thing about The Walking Dead that makes it so amazing is games for a long time have made it so the decisions you make in the game affects the way that the game feels about you. Yeah. But this is the first game I've ever played where the decisions you make in the game affect the way you feel. Yeah, like, it's And true. it's not just like, it doesn't change and, what happens in the game that much, but it changes how you feel about yourself. Yeah, and it influences like, how you whoa. feel about the other characters, which is always good. I got I, really cut up about some of that stuff. Yeah, but that's the thing. I love it when a character can win me over. I mean, it's a digital thing. It's not real. But I love the fact that my choices and the way they respond to my choices, which I consider to be right, can then make me say I like or dislike you less. I think that's that's kind of the game's... Yeah, you I feel like, like you've most. won a success when somebody who hates you finally goes, you know what, you're all right. You're yeah. like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. That's an, that, achievement. You know, that's an achievement. I, I did warm to some people that in retrospect, given their actions, I shouldn't have warmed to. And I like that. I like the fact that they were actually insane. Well, the main character has done some bad stuff. As exactly. stuff. They all they, have. Yeah, but if you've not played this so far, yeah, we're, we're just we're sk- we're skimming around in circles, yeah. dipping our toes into the spoiler lake. episode, just, just do it. get on it's it, just, honestly. It's not that anymore, it's, is it? Okay. it's now real money. Especially if you're of the belief that the Walking Dead TV series is a valuable use of your time. Because I like the TV series. Yeah, but come on. like You've got to invest about 40 hours. Well, that's it. true. It's a lot and, of it, and yeah. a lot of it in and the middle. You've got to do the shit. second season <laughs> right? as well. Yeah, precisely. People keep saying to me, "The third season's really good." It's like, sure, I'll just drop twenty hours of my life in something so it can start getting good. If I was going to do that, I'd play Final Fantasy Thirteen. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> also I played WWE Two K Fourteen, and it's the same as last year. But it's got WrestleMania mode, so you already know if you want to buy it. Job Cheers. Done. <laughs> 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 that was the world's shortest. Nah, that's all you need to know. I liked it. We should also point out that Tom Ory's not on this podcast today. Um, but he decided that Lost Planet 3 was so boring that it was better just not to talk about it at all. Just, just bear in the mind the game that where you actually live the life of a, of a, of a minor. It's so boring yeah. that you can't be bothered to even say it's to boring. Even say it's boring. Yeah. That's how boring it is. Pretty boring. Dave, what have you been up to? Everything. Everything? I've Jeez. been playing all of the things that, Jesus. Have, come, yeah, that have come out. <laughs> Saints Row 4, Disney Infinity, Rayman Legends, a bit of XCOM. Have you been playing Disney Infinity then? Yeah, a little bit. I played a couple of hours of it. Um, Ooh, a couple of hours that doesn't sound like has it the day I was your, expecting um, expectations to be honest it's not that it hasn't met my expectations because it has it is right um, okay. it's not amazing but it's not particularly bad either it's it's kind of what you expect it's, it looks like it's going to be about sort of 7 out of 10 type game do you know what I mean which yeah. I think is what we kind of expect it to be but the thing about Disney is that um, obviously it's built around all these different playsets and each playset is completely different to one another so you can't really go that play I, I, I have no idea what um, I can't remember the one that I haven't played yet I play Monsters Incredibles I don't know what the Incredibles is going to be like because they're all built totally different I've tried Monsters I thought Monsters was a bit weak it's sort of in this open sandbox area around the outskirts of a university and you just kind of do fetch quests and things like that Right. whereas Pirates um, it's almost like Assassin's Creed 4 where you it's this <laughs> it's this huge open world where you just sail the seas and you have a pirate ship and you can go and blow up other pirate ships and you can just you know explore this huge world so they are totally different yeah, um, different to Skylanders in that respect because Skylanders you're buying characters different, that are going completely to different game to Skylanders Skylanders is a very set linear mm-hmm. game whereas this is um, this you're essentially buying different, different mini games would that be a way to describe it? they're not even mini games they're like complete complete games Disney say that they last about six to ten hours each, and that's why they're like thirty pound each in the shop, which is a lot of money when you think about it. Yeah. They're I not... also worry that, to be honest, um, uh, just from a purely business model perspective, you'd assume that the the package stuff you get with the game would be uh, the the highest quality stuff you're going to get. Yeah, and you'd assume that after that, all the expansions are going to be like you know 
diminishing returns. Because that's always the way. You know, you've yeah. got people in with really good stuff and that's what gets them buy more. So if you're saying that the monster stuff that's packaged with it is perhaps a little bit on the weak side, it sort of means, I don't know, it's, I, it's, I'd say that You know what, it's so difficult. Great. So I, I was trying to find reviews because you can buy cars and Lone Ranger stuff separately. And I was trying to find reviews for it over the weekend and no one's really spoken about it. Apparently the Lone Ranger one is the best one, apparently. <laughs> but the thing is, though, is that they are 30 quid. So they are competing with AAA Games. boxed releases. Yeah. And they're not quite the quality. They, they feel like a downloadable game. Just, a, that is the problem. Just there's it. so many thrown together to build up this bigger universe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Are they going to be releasing stuff like Aladdin packs and Lion King packs? I hope so. Yeah, I, I don't see why not. I, th- I think at the moment they are focusing on some things that tie into films that yeah, are coming out at the moment. But yeah, I, I, I mean, imagine they're aiming They've announced, because obviously for this initial release, it's all on the disc. So they have to announce what's on it, you mm. know, otherwise it's all going to get data mined and all their secrets are going to get spoiled. But the, they yeah. said to me a long time ago that with next gen, you know, everything's going to be digital and just downloaded straight to your box. So, you know, they don't run that risk. I wonder how they're going to do the little but, toy thing then. I don't yeah, know they're just not going to... Well, you just, it'll be the same. You buy the toys and it'll just go, yep, download that content rather than having the disc ah, of there course, where... Yeah. Of course, Gotta sell the toys yeah. and action figures where the buck's at. Action figures! Well, that's the thing, like 30 quid, you get a couple of toys with it as well. So it's... <laughs> I don't know. Do would I buy the toys separately? Probably not. But I mean, so... if you're if you're of the if you're the right age though, birthday and Christmas, oh, I'd love to have a new Disney That's Infinity thing, pack. You know? Thirty quid. Parents will do yeah. it, won't they? Like, I look back to when um, I was playing Crash Bandicoot when I was a kid, and if this was out at that time in my life, I'd love it. Yeah. I think it was amazing. It's yeah. for cards. Well, I used to collect mini Boglins. I even actually fashioned a small, a mini small shelf. Boglins, so yeah. young, I fashioned myself a little. Uh, I made a little, yeah, I a little like grid thing to keep them in. I was gonna had like a little uh, a shelf of Boglins. I, I used to collect the Thundercats right. toys, and I think for one of my birthdays, I wanted a Mumra's tomb. That was mm. twenty five pounds. Yeah, <laughs> I got yeah. it, and there we go. So it's the same. The kid it's across a toy. the road, the kid across the road had a proper Boglin. Like you know, one of the big ones. The big, I never had a big one. I mini really wanted the big one. Yeah, yeah same. Whoa. We were we were the generation that didn't get proper boglins. Yeah, I got small boglins because I just I got a baby boglin and I got some mini boglins. But I was so good because all the older kids had the proper big boglins, boglins yeah. and I think they were quite expensive. Everyone was oh like, yeah, they weren't cheap. Those things they were crazy, and that's why this will work. It'll work for kids. I mean, yeah, people our age that like Disney or you know you Dave, you're interested in. It, I think will. I imagine you'll probably fall out of love with it relatively fast, would you say? Well, he is a fully grown man, so we'd hope so. You'll just be more guilty for buying it. You're not going to spend 150 quid on five But that's the thing, isn't it? It hasn't grabbed me as much as I'd like to. And I think there is that hanging over. It's like, well... I'm kind of invested in it because I've bought the stuff. Yeah, pack. invested in it. No, but do you Mate, know what you I mean? Like, nicer. Well, <laughs> but I bought that pack, and now to do anything more with it, it's like another thirty quid every time. And I don't know. I don't. I'll see how see how but it goes. Then, but if I liked the format, and I probably wouldn't. It's not really my thing. I do quite like the format. I would buy an Aladdin one. For like exactly. Aladdin. I would buy a Lion King one. I would buy a Little Mermaid one. Get that Sebastian motherfucker on the case. <laughs> um, Let's get some Sebastian yeah. on that bitch. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe. That's the thing. I don't think the initial content is is good enough. I don't think it's their strongest stuff they've got and you know Cars and the Lone Ranger really would you say, the first add-ons. Would you say it's a whole new world? <laughs> <laughs> Infinity and beyond on that shot. But um but to be honest with you, it's Saints Row that's taken my attention away from Ooh, it. Tell me some more about that. It's really good. I keep hearing this. I Everyone keeps two, saying it's two, amazing. But there's two things. There's that opinion, and I've got some people telling me like it does feel like expanded. It DLC. does feel. It does feel like it was an expansion. It does feel like it started as an expansion. Yeah. It feels like a modded version of Saints Row the Third. Yeah. I'm not sure it's as good as Saints Row the Third, but it feels totally different. It feels like Crackdown Three essentially. I think what I like about the idea of it is that they changed the tone from Saints Row Three. Saints Row Three was still a bit like, oh yeah, pimp. Whereas this is just like. All out, Dick out, silly. Yeah, yeah, it's exaggerated. I think Saints Row the Third was the 
turning point. I think yeah. that's when they realise. I feel like actually, they're on their way. Yeah, yeah. And but maybe one, they're a bit too reliant on being like, oh, crazy sex stuff. Yeah. Um, it kind of feels like it's a bit thrown together. Like the structure wasn't there from the beginning. They didn't entirely know what to do with it. Yeah. So it's a little bit all over the place. Like it kind of feels like from the introduction of the narrative that they allude to that really early on. Yeah. Basically yeah. You just go, this is going to be mental. Listen, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's great for it. But um, you're in the matrix and you've got superpowers. Just do something with it. It does, yeah. It, but it just doesn't feel like it's as worthy as a standalone release as previous Saints Row games. Fair enough. Did on that note, actually, just an open letter to uh, Deep Silver. Um, <laughs> hey guys, I know you've just started doing all this, you know, big publisher stuff, but uh, releasing a new game on Steam for thirty nine ninety nine. Is that how much it costs? Is, is insane. Uh, yeah, I really want to play it. I really want to play it, but I'm not playing it on 360 because I've seen it on 360 and it looks like a dog. I want to play it on PC. Yeah. I'm not paying £40. It's cheaper on console. The days of spending £40 on a digital download mm. is just mental. Insane. It's insane. like, guys, just come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on, 30 quid. It, 30 quid, they probably have me in the Insta, Insta buy zone. I reckon yep. hands around the balls because there's so much hype. Twenty nine ninety nine. There's so much hype for that game right now when you've got like, you know, everyone from RPS to bloody the sun or whatever saying it's awesome. Like, I want to buy it. I want to play it. Even though I don't have time to play it, I would buy it. Yeah. But the price point is nuts. And it's... that's coming from somebody who doesn't spend that much money on games. Like, <laughs> I, when I do buy games, I don't mind spending a lot of money on them because I don't buy them that often. Yeah. It's super addictive. Just, uh, have you when, met Roddy Piper yet? No. Well, you, gotta, no. I mean, you can go to his house. And all the little things, like taking the piss out of Mass Effect, like romancing with yeah, the guys sounds in this hilarious. shit. Like, it's, I didn't it's know about little, that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to know about it. So for the whole game, essentially, you're in this simulation, right? Um, but there are times when you're dragged out of the simulation. It's a bit like the Matrix. And you go back to your real-life spaceship. And uh, on this ship, it's all the characters that you meet throughout the game. And you can go up to them. You can talk to them to get missions. Or you can press Y or X to romance them, yeah, and the character will literally go up to them and say, "Hey, you want to fuck?" And then, and they're like, yeah. "Yeah." Keith David is like, "I'm not sure that's a good idea." You're the president, I'm the vice president. That wouldn't go down very well. So, um, yeah, there's only one character who won't do it, isn't there? I think that yeah, I think Keith David. Like, the Keith only one David that won't, but everyone else just has will. Sex with there's you. even yeah. a little a little um, robot orb that gives you a blowjob. Mm-hmm. Lovely. There yeah, yeah, that's like the kind of, it's the, the Eevee or Eve Edie. from Edie. Yeah. And it's just the way that, yeah, you just get a hologram going down on you. What I love about though, and I love that they do this, right? And it's the same with Borderlands 2, right? Because it's a lot of like, a lot of people bang, like there's always the whole kind of like debate about equality and sexism and what should be games. A lot of people think that that means that we should have loads of games where like women are the main characters and stuff. It's like, no, no, the games that actually nail this are oh, the games like Borderlands 2 and Saints Row 4 of just creating worlds where it just doesn't exist. Yeah, like, it's no not, it, it's it, never yeah. even brought up. Yeah. We don't even have games that are about um, gender equality. Yeah, it's it's like just we... the fact that in Borderlands is just full of gay characters mm. and it doesn't make a deal of it. And like Saints Row 4 just doesn't, doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> it's like, you can fuck anyone as anyone. Yeah. It doesn't make a point of it. It's yeah. just like... Yeah. Yeah. Like the real Whatever. world. Precisely. In some, <laughs> some levels. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Not Obviously, others. yeah, there are, there, are, there are some legal requirements <laughs> that you need to stick to. <laughs> just have a little Google for your area in the yeah, world, and work out what you're legally not allowed to do, and, don't and do after it. that, just fuck everything else if you, if you want to. You can fuck plants. Or not, you I can. Think that's legal. Although one guy got oh, f- uh, arrested like, for fucking a bicycle. Do you remember that? do you do that? <laughs> You got arrested what? for fucking a bicycle. How do you fuck a bicycle? I do. How do you get arrested for fucking a bicycle? Is that illegal? Is that written even... down anywhere that you legally cannot do this? I think it was because it, it was, was in public. It was in a public. Yeah, like, it was in a hotel France, or something. Well, he booked yeah. a nice room. <laughs> God, where do you put <laughs> it? Well, I think I for thought the about bike this. Or right? your... 
Both. I thought about this. I think that the, the your options when fucking a bicycle depend a on the size of your penis, I think. If you've and got a size small one, bicycle. you could probably go in the handlebar if you Precisely. rip off the plastic. I guess, or like all the, the, sa- the saddle bit. If you plastic handlebars. Yeah, but you handlebars. would need quite a small knob. Plastic, but you take the plastic it, off and then you've got the metal, you can put your ah, penis okay. You need either a small knob no, or a big bike. Yeah. I can't believe we're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, it's Let's a bit off topic. On. Moving on. Um, so I guess. Saints Row 4 then. Pretty good, yeah? Saints Row 4. It's good. Rayman's good as well. Is but it as much can... fun as fucking a bicycle? Uh, probably more fun, I'd say. Good. I'm yeah. glad, because I don't want to fuck a bicycle. No. <laughs> Rayman, I've, I've, played I've played Rayman. I can talk good. about that now, can't yeah. I? You've played it a lot more than I have. I've completed it. Yeah? I completed it and beyond. I unlocked pretty much everything. So, um, I've done about an hour and a half. I'm still on the first world. Even yeah. though I've unlocked a lot of others, I've chosen to, to stick within that world. Yeah. So far, I'm not... in not enjoying it as much as I did Origins. Yeah, no, and I was exactly the same, you know? And um, I think it's funny because the reviews have been kind of a... Not a massive spread, to be honest. Mostly nines and tens. A lot of high ends. Which I'm really... I'm all for that. Uh, We gave it an eight. I gave it an eight. Which is actually, bizarrely, one of the lowest scores. Which I was like, okay. But on that merit, bloody buy this game. Uh, Because even I thought it was great. And, you know, I think the difference is that I... Because I was a massive fan of Origins. Mm. To the point that I played it through with my brother completed it and then went home and thought i'm gonna 100 percent this so i got all the speed trophies i nailed it mm. and i got really quite good at it in terms of like the platforming and the speed stuff what's disappointed me about legends is because of this bloody wii u touch stuff yeah it means that the pacing of summer levels is slower and it means that the the speed run element is sort of gone um right. there aren't time trial trophies for every level anymore which means they have replaced it with some other like time travel trial uh, time trial mini levels mm. But generally, it's just got a different pace. It feels like more uh, kind of plodding at yeah. first. Yeah. As it would have to be if you can travel out motion control. Yeah, because there has to be to, that gap, doesn't it? Well, you yeah. have to stop and do stuff on yeah. the screen. But actually, it's almost like towards the end of the game, uh, maybe they realized that in development period, they thought, well, let's just make it more like traditional. Yeah. And it does become like super hard, running, jumpy levels. Right. And actually, the thing I found with it is for the first two worlds, I wasn't really digging it that much. Yeah. And I kind of thought, this is all right, but it's not as good as Origins. Yeah, absolutely. But then actually towards the end of the game, um, it did start to win me over. The last three worlds, the difficulty started to step up. Uh, the art style got a bit more interesting and a bit more uh, like fun. And towards the end, I thought, this is cool. And eventually, I was really torn between 8 or 9 because it's like it does give you loads of stuff. Mm. In terms of quantity, there is a shit ton of stuff in this. The yeah. fact that you have like 40 levels from Rayman Origins that you can replay. Yeah. And I kind of thought, oh, is that lazy? But then I started playing them. And you know what? I was just sitting there playing through them again but unlocking stuff in this game yeah. and I'm like this is awesome I well, love this game yeah, no, so go on, no, go on. I was going to say we haven't played the Wii U version yet I know I, we, we got a question from someone yeah. so we played a little bit of it I, I played it as, not, yeah, not me, retail me though Chris played it no we played preview yeah. I played the it, demo and the preview yeah, yeah. I, I think honestly that, that does seem like the of course it's going to be the best way to play it but if you can play if, if you can play the actual you're controlling uh, Rayman or whichever character and you get someone that's really good on the Wii U gamepad doing the Murphy stuff yeah. then it's fantastic but you need someone that's really good so yeah. you don't even have to think about the Murphy. Uh, and also, the other problem you've got with uh, any kind of asynchronous, um, asymmetrical multiplayer, sorry, um, is that is it actually fun? Like a lot of the problem with these things is when you have these systems being like, "Hey, you do this and I'll do this." How awesome is that? We're collaborating in different ways to make a game experience. <laughs> it always sounds fun on paper, but when it comes down to it, yeah. if you're the guy who has to control the little green fairy it's, that moves yeah, stuff, oh, it's not. As would you be like, "I just want to fucking play that"? Play can we, game, can yeah. I play the jumping game? I want to play that. And I think I'd be in that position. I'd be like, I want to do the platforming. That looks like you're having fun. <laughs> this is me just being like, 
your bitch. Also, on, on, on the flip side, when Murphy screws up, you're like, "What the hell, man? Come on!" I was in, I was in my flow. Yeah, it's. I it mean, I'm having fun here. You, you deal with the obstacles. Yeah, that was so the deal. I kind of get the impression that might be it. That basically you're the person who never really gets thanked. Like, you, if you're doing everything properly, you don't really get noticed. But if you mess it up, up. it'd be like, "Oh, why have you done that?" Like a goalkeeper. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I um, always get the shit. But as I say, like in the later parts of the game, and actually I've made an in-depth video which kind of talks about the game in quite a lot of detail. So if you are interested, then do. I think my biggest problem with it is because a lot of people have gone, oh, it's just lovely, charming, wonderful stuff. And it's like, yeah, it is. But what made Origins for me a stone-cold 10 out of 10 game is the fact that it was also a bloody perfect platformer. Like the feel of it and the flow. And you kind of realized it was fun. It was charming. It had this sense of magic and wonder. And when you, when you travel to new worlds, I love that moment because there was this genuine, like you, you get on a little mosquito and you fly across the ocean and fight some stuff in the air. But then when you landed somewhere new, you had this genuine, like, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? Mm. And it didn't disappoint. Every yeah. new area was like, wow, this is so cool. Whereas, I don't know, I feel like they haven't reused assets from the original game in this, but it does feel a little bit phoned in. It just feels like there's, it's, less imaginative it's less kind of like it's just somehow lacking the magic department i think that's probably why they put a lot of origins in there as well because i haven't played origins yeah but i will now play legends to get my origins content as well this do you know what i mean thing. i'll do it that way and so it's, it it's a shame sense. though because I, I do think origins as an overall package was just a bit better yeah um but it is a shame because when they do that it's like fuck you for, from a reviewer's perspective it's really hard it's the equivalent of making games that are free it's like well you have to kind of end on going well, but it is free, yeah. so yeah. you can't complain that much. When they do that, it's like it's a less good package. But because they've added all this other stuff into really the original, good, yeah. you kind of feel like you're being forced into a position where you have to you have to say, "Well, yeah, I suppose well, it is really good." Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's in there. That, it's in there. I imagine that was almost also a kind of thank you to the Wii U guys, right? Because that originally you couldn't get Origins on the Wii U. At yeah, all, so I it's guess kind so. of like here, yeah, you, if you bought the Wii U, then you but can play it this. It also as well. has Kung Fu. Let's not forget that. That's the greatest game a lot of ever fun. created. You know what? Like, it's a great game. It's a really great game. It's just not perfect. It's just and fun. it's a shame because Origins was perfect. And as a sequel, I feel I think it's disappointing. And I'm looking forward to making another game which hopefully will nail it. Um, they got to do Beyond Good and Evil 2 now. I've got to say, though, I do honestly think that a lot of the people have come out with 10s for this game. I kind of feel, and this is, I think this is something that's been done consciously, but I kind of feel like it's one of those cases where the first game came out no one was really talking about it. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. And nobody noticed. Yeah. And then it came out and so a few now they're people, making up for it. And now everyone's going, Oh God, we this will get it some attention. This should yeah. get some I think it feels like people want the series to have more attention because it deserves it. Mm. And so that's why a lot of people have maybe been really kind to it. And it does deserve more attention. And it does. And you know what? Like I'm not gonna have a go at that because I don't think it's a conscious decision. I think it's probably something that's unconscious <coughs> that people have done. Oh. God. That's Sorry, what I'm talking Brad about. Dying. But <laughs> it does it. deserve attention. I feel and more ill now than I did at the start. <laughs> you know what? Uh, get one of these games. Keep your eyes open for prices. If you see Origins for like a tenner, I'd get Origins, to be honest, rather than forking out the full price for Legends. Yeah. But if Legends tickles your fancy, it's a lot of stuff. Honestly, Rayman kicks the piss out of Mario at the moment. Mario, everyone goes, oh, Mario Galaxy. It's like, come on, that was how many years ago? I did Eight? love Mario Galaxy. Mario Galaxy was, was mint. Mario Galaxy 2 was just, it was I mint. think it was the best thing ever yeah, but it was you compare world. Rayman to like new Super Mario Brothers yeah precisely what? So if they're you, different yeah. games now though aren't well, they like, no. they're, they're aimed at different people well like. that's the thing I don't think they are because I think that you play Rayman if you played it just with your family as a four player uh, game I haven't played Rayman so I can't it, like. you'd have a better time and I think that's the bottom line is that Mario's 2D stuff has become trite and boring and phoned in massively it's like oh they're not even inventing new enemies anymore it's just like 
Here's some more piranha plants. Like, <laughs> fuck off, mate. Whereas like the Rayman games at the moment, they've just stolen a torch and just shoved it right up Mario's ass. <laughs> anyway, I'll have to play it. I I'm think Nintendo it's time. fanboys. I've got to defend my hero today. Honestly, you, I'll, you play, go, I'll be honest. I'll play be honest. Origins yeah. and then come back and tell me face to face that you think it's better than the recent 2D Mario I don't games. Like, I mean, I don't like the recent 2D and Mario games. And we will games, fight. So. You'll right. kill me. You will, you'll murder me. <laughs> That's how it will end. But I will have to fight for my honour. That's fine. I'll let you know. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play Sweet. it. Sweet. So. Um, Dave, have you got anything in the news canon you'd uh, like to splash there over? There is. We'll do it very quickly because I know we're tight for time. There's a couple of things that caused a bit of chatter online over the last couple Ooh, of weeks from Gamescom. Uh, a couple of conversations I was having with the guys at EA. Um, one of them was Marcus Nielsen, who is the head of... Di- oh, sorry, not head of DICE. Head of Ghost Games, which is the new Need for Speed studio. He used to work at DICE. Um, and he said a little something which was a bit unusual. I mean, it's kind of what everyone's been saying online, perhaps, which is that one version of Need for Speed Rivals will look better on one next-gen console than the other. No, which one, Dave? Which one? He wouldn't say. He wouldn't say. And I tried to push him on it. I tried to say, you know, PS, did. PS4. What a bastard. What a bastard. Anyone could say that. One of them's going to look better. That's Come on. But that's give the me, thing, like... Me... you. <laughs> Well, often they don't. Often yeah, no, the I know, I know. That's, yeah. the, that's the point. Like, so many but people are you, so, they, they play it so You know safe. what, though? Like, you know what, great. though? I'm going to use science here. Yeah. And I'm going to say it's going to be PS4. Do you know why? Can you guess why? No. Because the Sony's got RAM out the wazoo. Yeah. Fast RAM, no less. Yeah. And whilst the Xbox One has decent power, processing power, uh, it seems to be that a lot of what they're talking about is using the cloud to back that up yeah. for stuff. Yeah. The assumption and I is... think for a racing game, you need RAM because you've got to render stuff really bloody quickly. Yeah, the assumption is that it's PS4. And I, I assumed at the time it was PS4, yeah, but I, who knows? I need to see them running side by side. That's the thing. How much of a difference is it going to well, make? The, that's the thing as well. Like <laughs> The demo they showed off behind closed doors was on a PS4 pad with Xbox 360 prompts and apparently running on a PC. <laughs> so, all the pieces. You know what? I like that though. They have screwed you over there. Like, you can't tell. You can't I tell know what, what yeah. am I playing right yeah. now? Oh, I have no, no idea. No. Look pretty, whatever it was. That's it was good. Brilliant. The whole thing at the moment is so funny with that. It is literally like everyone's banging on about, oh, which console's better? And it's like, you know what? We don't even fucking know but what we're looking at. The stuff I saw at Gamescom that crashed and they're holding PS4, Xbox One packs, and it fucking loads out to Windows, Windows 98. Yeah. Not 98 but... Apparently the way to tell it is if you are playing on a PS4 pad and it's not wired, you're playing on a PS4. Everything I saw was wired, so there you go. Ah, Everything. well actually I played one game that wasn't wired, and that was Assassin's Creed 4 Black mm. Flag. And, um, yeah, I can imagine that's probably fair, because everything I saw was stuff that's coming out way next year. That, that was, was running. all linked up. So, But I think they had some teething trouble. Somebody told me that apparently whilst they were playing the demo for Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, one of the producers was sort of around and he noticed that there was like a bit of texture that wasn't supposed to be in the PS4 version because it looked crap. And he was like, what the fuck is that doing there? <laughs> and he like, started taking down notes because it's like clearly they've kind of upgraded it from the standard version to this. Yeah, yeah. And there's a few bits that they haven't like... It's a problem with cross-gen shit. Yeah, yeah but, um, I'm miss I won't bang on about that now, but no. I'm actually writing something about that now. It should be up, hopefully, I don't know, in the next day or two. But yeah, talking of stuff that was definitely running on dev kits or hardware, like Battlefield 4 was the only one oh, yeah. on PS4 yeah. I know was running on dev kit because I saw the dev kit. But um, that looks a bit rough on PS4. Looks I, played it, rough. I played it on the PC. It looks. Is it because they've shown off all this bewilderment on PC and now you look back on a console like like it did before? No, no, it's not that. It's not that. It's that it just doesn't look very good. It, it does on the. It PC, look, when you look down, uh, when you aim down science, you can see the polygons making up the circle. It's quite you know. There's very few um, 
polygons to the actual. I think thing. the thing about Battlefield it's, though is I think they're putting um, physics um, and the merchant stuff ahead of the graphics, yeah, the, maybe, and the destructive stuff, like yeah. all that kind of stuff, is all linked. I, mean, in. I still can't believe they're doing that. So if it ends up being a bit rough because of it, I'm down with that. It just looks a bit, a bit muddy. Do you know what I mean? A bit grey, a bit. It, it kind of reminded me of the console versions of Battlefield Three, but at sixty frames a second, mm. it looked better than that. But if you compare it to how it looked at the reveal, no, nothing like it. Mm. Nothing like it. Whether that's the same in single player, whether this is like pre-alpha you know, or whatever, gonna, it's so hard to tell. I think we're going to see that on a lot of stuff, frankly. I think a I lot think of cross-gen stuff's going to suffer because you well, have to moment, balance your books. Well, they're demoing it all on PCs yeah. and PCs are better than the current gen now. And obviously, I think we'll see, like once people warm up to the tech... Um, we'll see things better. I mean, a lot of people said Dead Rising was running a bit better at, at Gamescom, which is good. because I think still running like a dog. But, yeah, I mean... But, yeah. Yeah. A lot of running like dogs today. Running like dog, dogs. dogs dog well Woof, I am a dog. <laughs> and uh, now it's time for some questions, I believe. Sure, okay. Right. Da, 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 da. It's the rustle of destiny. Sure. Okay, so this is from the Video Game Forums. Uh, we've got a question here from Mason Cooper, who asked... <laughs> You just laughed at Mason Cooper. It sounds like he should be like the next MacGyver or something. <laughs> it does sound like the guy from uh, Call of Duty. Mason. Yeah. What's the question, Mason? Okay, what game would you give the esteemed status of a game you simply have to play at least once in your lifetime from the Xbox slash PlayStation 2 generation? Oh, God. Um, Dark well, Chronicle. Okay, because Steve is... A, <laughs> that's, what, are we talking Xbox 360 or Xbox? I think it's Xbox PS2. Yeah. Yeah, Dark Chronicle. Well, oh, Steve right. isn't really? here, so I'll, I'll do Resident Evil You recommend Evil 4. that to everyone. Well, everyone will come up with other boring no. games otherwise. So. You mistake there. You do not play Resident Evil 4 on the Xbox or PS2 because those are the worst versions. Really? You play it on the GameCube. Yeah. Or the Wii. I tell you what, Smackdown... No, here comes the pain. There you go. That's a good game. I'm trying to think of games that are out of there, out of left field. Burnout 3 takes yeah, Otherwise, people say that. Everyone knows that Burnout 3 is good. Burnout 3 is the best game ever made. I mean, <laughs> let's not fuck around. He's right. Um, Dave is everyone right. knows that. But I mean, I'd say Shadow of the Colossus is probably. Yeah. See, that would be my real one, but that, everyone that's, knows that. I mean, too. that's just one that, yeah. PlayStation 2, Final Fantasy 10. No, don't do yeah. that. I like Final Fantasy What's 10, but 10? it's not so good. long and boring. What? No, it isn't. Blitz Ball. Blitz Ball. Blitz Ball is a superb mini game. I like Final Fantasy 10, but even I admit that there's something wrong with that. What with Blitz Ball? <laughs> no, that I like Final oh, Fantasy okay. 10. Also, a game that you probably will never play, but you totally should. Psyops. Remember Psyops? Yeah, Psyops was good. Yeah. Psyops. I tell you what, like I've got some a lot of fond memories of some weird PS2 games. Uh, I remember. SSX Tricky. Oh, yes. I never understood Amazing. Them. Well, you, uh, if, uh, yeah, if you did, you've got to try it. That's why, that's why it's on the list. I had a you game called Gregory it. Horror Show in which you were in a hotel uh, run by a rat and you had to steal the souls of the residents in order for you to go back to the real world. I think I remember that. that. Sounds and horrible. it had a giant uh, pink dinosaur nurse Better. who chased you with a giant syringe and in, a, in a weirdly sexual manner. And it was Not terrifying. Sure I feel about that. It was no, precisely. It was the sort of game that you played it. How does a pink and, dinosaur chase you in a sexual manner? Well, she just—it was just weird. I don't know how it was how weird. Um, the whole thing was really, really odd. But it's great just because you play it, and it is that sort of game where you go, "I'm not sure how I feel about this." Yep. Also, it had a little char- a character in it called the Lost Girl, who is the most terrifying thing in anything ever. Would you be the same person you are now if you hadn't played? No, absolutely not. I'd probably be, I'd probably be a happier person. On the list. But you should still play it. <laughs> okay. And a dog's life. You'd probably say Vice City. Dog's life. Vice City. Vice City. Vice City, of course. I feel like a right dick now. This is from a Saturate Deal. What moment in the game did you just have to sit back and go, 
Bwah! That can't be style. fair on anybody's ears, can it? That's <laughs> oh, just me. I, I can't um, say mine. Yeah, exactly. I, I imagine. Well, I can. But all right, has everyone in this room played Kotor or know the twist of Kotor? No, you can't. I just say oh, that. Yeah. I'm just People are listening that. outside the room. I'm, I'm just, just going to say that. No, but that's okay. fine. You can say that. Everyone Kotor, knows yeah. that Kotor has a twist. Yeah, that's yeah. What, that's. I won't say anything else. But that is probably up number one for me. Where I literally sat there, you know, jaw just to the floor. Like, I've oh had a my few gosh. moments uh, like I, that. I think mine was. Any that aren't that spoiler heavy, we could actually talk about because it's a difficult thing with these. One of mine was, and this is. I think this is fine now because if you haven't played this yet, then you're an idiot. But. Or, 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 no, I just can't You're an idiot or you're probably never going to play it anyway. But in Planescape Torment, I think one of my biggest things was the way, because obviously that's a really rich story game and you spend a lot of it not really knowing what's going on at all. Um, and the fact that you, you keep, you're an immortal character, you keep meeting people who've met you before and you get the impression that you've been around and lost your memory a couple of times. And But there's a moment at which you are given a mission. It's quite a big mission to get to the center of this this tomb and no one knows what's in this tomb but they presume it's like full of awesome treasures it's because, your tomb well that's the thing everyone presumes it's full of awesome treasures because it's got so many horrible traps in it right that no one can get to the center so they sort of think something my awesome must be in it and yeah you try in the process of trying to get into this tomb you get killed loads because all these traps are so deadly but because you're immortal you just die and then a few hours later you just come back to life so you just keep coming back to life and keep dying keep coming back to life mm. until eventually you get to the center of it and it is it's your tomb and you find scrawled <laughs> across the walls it's almost like a diary and it's almost like like it's, like it's his just own this blood vast or amount or of information and it's written by a mad version of yourself who's gone so insane with paranoia that it's not even a tomb he like locked himself inside this place <laughs> so how is he out now safe? and just walking around well I don't know uh, you well you got out so you left probably because you lost your memory I've played Planescape Torment yeah. Planescape Torment is probably the best game ever made in my books um, <laughs> but that moment <laughs> for me was funny. insane because it was just like this realisation that one version of you went so insane that they locked themselves in this and wrote this diary and uh, That's good. there's so many little moments in that game that made me sit back and go whoa yeah. do, you re- do you reckon it's a spoiler I'm, to talk oh go on man I'm going to go with Gears of War 2 when Dom, <laughs> when Dom meets his wife Oh God! I, yeah, I don't think that's not, that bad. That I know sure it's a complete, was... absolute load of horseshit, Miller. How can you say I that was good? Because it's, it's a story <laughs> about massive remember, spacemen. I remember Blazinski <laughs> going like, "How emotional it's going to oh, be! How ignore, amazing!" Ignore, ignore. I'm like, Look. I got there. And I'm like. <laughs> Literally no, bombing in my mouth. There's How two fucking things. Awful I literally am part of the Gears of War Defense Force. Are you a serrated? I think Cliffy B overegged that too much. I still think it's good. And I also think the bit in Gears 3, which I won't spoil, no, is brilliant. As well. No way. That's well done. That is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That is. I don't know. Do I disagree. Simon, put him down. Simon, <laughs> He gets in his car and he's like, I'm going to save the fucking it's world, brilliant. man. It's, it's like, no. about massive space blokes. What do you expect? No, no. Do you what think do you that you somehow like maybe find more of an affinity with the characters in the story because you have a similar physique? Is that? I liked it. That I bit, really you can, liked you can that relate to the Gears next. Three is like the end of Armageddon, but <laughs> absolute shine. I like that. it. I, mean, I think I love Gears. I'll defend. I'm part of the Gears. Honestly, I love course. Gears, but the story's fucking. I remember wank. when I was chatting to some of the guys. Oh, what's it called? Um, not. Cliffy, the other guy, the Viking, who's now moved on to uh, Rod, Rod Ferguson. Rod, yeah, I was chatting to Rod. And I remember having an interview with Rod where he was just like, you know what? We had people coming up to us and saying that bit with Dom and his wife that they they cried. Yes, I and remember I reading this. I remember I was just him talking to me for an interview, and I just was like, really, really? It was I'm like, sure yeah, loads of people so cried. Sad. Loads of people got in touch and said, you know what? That's the first time a game's ever made me feel emotional. Oh, but like, no, 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 no. Really? But really? using your own example, people cried at the end of Armageddon. To some people like yeah, that kind of and stuff. And you know what? I laughed and a cinema full of crying girls turned around and looked at me like I was Satan. Well, yeah, that would so happen. I'm so crying Steve. girls are never going to play Gears of War 2. 
No. No one give a shit about who Dom is no, and his dead wife. Some yeah, people she's dead. did. Said no, it, and now he's honestly, dead. He's dead too. speaking, if, when you played Gears of War 2... <laughs> did he just... Massive spoilers. <laughs> no, just... no one gives a shit. Of course he's dead. Of course he's dead. He was dead from Gears 1. He was never alive. It's, he's a ghost. <laughs> okay, do, do you reckon... I think... Sorry if I've ruined that for you, but, you know... Sorry whatever. if. Sorry because I ruined it for you. <laughs> I reckon my, I I reckon my bra some, moment. Yeah, let's get some kind of semblance back here. My bra moment. Uh, do you reckon it's a spoiler talk about the, you know, Spencer Star Conviction, the co op Definitely campaign? not. I tell you right now, definitely not a spoiler. <laughs> no one's gonna play okay, that. It was good. only you and I played it, Chris. Well, the, the co op campaign is, Conviction. is really good. It was amazing, the end of the oh. campaign. Um, but at the end of it, you've been working together with this person all the way through. You're, you're on voice chat together. You've been, you have to plan every move. Uh, so you take people out at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At the end of it, you uh, you get onto the plane, you've you've won, everything's fine, and then you both get a call saying that you've got to kill the other person. And it doesn't really affect the storyline or anything, but it's just a really good moment because you've been talking to this person for the and last depends, four hours. It depends how your co-op partner reacts. Because if you do it with somebody, like I didn't tell mine, I went, oh, just got to do something fucking kill the shit out of it. <laughs> like, it's, it's just, it depends what you do. Yeah, it's really fun. I, really fun. I think that's like uh, just a fantastic end to that campaign. I, that's why... If the, I like Conviction just because of the co-op stuff. I think it's really, really solid. I thought all the co-op stuff was, stuff was shit, but we weren't <laughs> about that. Well, that sounds really good. But it was the, good. Yeah, the was inst, good. insta fails and all that shit was rubbish. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, okay, that, that's my bra moment. Shall I move on to another question? I do love it. I'm just still trying to think of bra moments because there have been so many. I love that though, when the game does ones. that. Like, I love that when there's a moment in the game where you just suddenly clock something yeah. and you sit back and go, but there's, what there's stuff the like fuck? classic ones like when I first played Oblivion and I walked out into that field and go wherever you want. That was just like yeah. flipping normal. Yeah, you know like, I'll tell you what, actually, always amazing for yeah. that. I'll like, tell you what, a game I played really recently kind of did that in the intro. And if you haven't played this yet, Gunpoint in like the first 30 seconds of the game has a moment like that. Yeah. And it's not kind of like, whoa, because you haven't been playing it for long enough for it to have like a super impact. Yeah. But it's just this moment of just sort of like you kind of learn the controls, you're kind of poking around, and suddenly you just sort of hear this smash of glass, and then you sort of like, what's just happened? And you look around, and you realise that on the screen, while you haven't really been concentrating, some stuff's just happened that's really yeah. influential, and you kind of weren't even noticing. That's and cool. I love the fact that most games do a whole, like, whoom, you know, letterboxing. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a cutscene, watch this. And I love yeah. the fact it just didn't do it, that I just had this moment that I was like, fuck. And yeah. I just sat back and was like, fuck. <laughs> and it, yeah, that actually kind of like... From that point onwards, I was sold. I thought this game is badass. The whole um, sort of reason for Shadow Colossus as well, which I won't spoil. Yeah, the ending. David Campbell. Jesus, man. <laughs> Maybe we should put a spoiler warning on this podcast. I think we should put a spoiler warning on it, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel bad now. I'm really sorry. But over some people, Mark, I'd be upset if it got... Anyway, let's talk about it again. But the, the whole reason when you find out what Shadow Colossus is all about, I think is one of those moments where you go, shit. It's really intelligent as well. Really smart. Yeah. High art, you may say. Last yeah. of Us. Last of Us, a few times in Last of Us. Yeah, like, yeah, wow. last, a lot of times wow. in Last of Us. Oh man, yeah. that had me reeling. Yeah. I had a couple of moments where I would literally just... Walking like, Dead too, Walking Dead. They yeah. had a couple of moments, yeah. Oh, All yeah, that kind plenty, of stuff. Plenty of bores. This question's from Simon Marshall and it's to Simon Miller. Has Simon had any conversation from Phil Spencer in light of the Pissgate scandal? That's a good question, No, I am still yet to receive my formal apology from Phil Spencer. For the record as well, he did, this wasn't a weird joke, he did bang into me into the toilet, I did apologise and he did just brush past me and we got a little carried away with it following that. A lot of people are like, oh, what's this? He's like, this actually happened, guys. He bashed into me, he did wash his hands, I have to say, hygienically, he's okay. But in terms of manners, he did not apologize. I did apologize <laughs> to him. Please, okay. And nothing, but nothing bugs me more. If two people bang together, you're both to blame. You both say sorry. He didn't say sorry. Well, well I think that I rest yeah. my case. He so must anyway. hate you right now. 
Why? He listens to the podcast, frankly. Really? Why would I've he got hate a feeling, me? no. Why should I just hate him? Well, you do hate him. I, don't, I quite like him. Maybe. I like walking past people like Phil Spencer at conferences, though, because I know that obviously like, I've, I've ripped the piss out of them in those. Yeah, I always wonder if they've videos. seen that stuff. I think they probably have, especially they with some of them. mentioned it to them, yeah. I mean, especially with the first one, that it got so big that you sort of think, yeah, some of the Sony guys must have seen that. And I know yeah. that apparently the Drive Club guys made reference to it in quite a few interviews. People, <laughs> people have interviewed him and they've really? been like, oh, you know, do you say, and he's like, oh, yeah, cars are sexy, sort of like joking. Like, <laughs> so he knows about that. Um, but I wonder with the execs, because maybe they don't. But I love walking past them because I'm like, I, you don't know who I am. <laughs> I sometimes feel like they live in their own little bubble. But who knows? Either way, he, he has no manners. Phil Spencer's in never, wa- never worn two watches again. No. <laughs> uh, we've been asked this a few times on Twitter, so probably worth uh, answering. Will any VG crew be going to Eurogamer, which is yes. about, it's about a month from now, right? Yeah. Someone uh, will go. Probably we'll be about, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely going on. The I mean, you're going along someday. for fun. I'm going along in a, in a different capacity. I'll be about. Mm. I'm doing some other stuff, helping out some friends. Uh, but I'll be about, yeah. And, you know, if you want to come and say hello and lunch with me, that's cool. <laughs> and we'll, we might do a video while we're there yeah. as well, because like, we are going to be about. Yeah. So if you do spot us, feel free to come and say hello. Uh, and Simon, if you could choose a sidekick from anyone in the room, who would it be? Oh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not playing that political playing minefield favorites. of a game. Playing favorites of the bus. I don't know. I don't think it's even playing favorites. I think you've just got to look to like what specifics. Yeah, what, what am I doing? What after? role would yeah, they take? If, like, if it was like, I need a load of achievements, I'd pick Dave. Yeah. If like... Um, what kind of a superhero needs achievements? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. As if like saving the world isn't enough. You super <laughs> Chivo boy. Yeah, it would literally depend on what I'm doing. Everyone in this room has, has I think Brad would be a good sidekick for you, frankly. You are a bit like Robin. Yeah, no, I think yeah. so. I think Brat is the go-to psychic for any of us here, really. Yeah. I mean, if I had you as my psychic, that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> Everyone would be like, "What? He's he's your psychic? Come Are you on. sure?" In the little bike. So everyone, I'll take everyone as my psychic. I don't even need a psychic. I'm going to roam forward. Hey, I was about to say <laughs> I'm good by myself. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You've just screwed us all over. Okay, fine. Uh, let's go for one last question. This is the point where you say, "I don't need your help," and then you get captured. And strung up, and then we all turn up wearing costumes, yeah. and we say, Pick "You one. said you didn't need our help, but, but we you do. do." Or I like, and then you admit you were wrong later, and then we all hug. Yeah, and then the Armageddon music plays. <laughs> but then it's yeah, like, how is Miller going to get out of this one? He's been dipped into the acid, and there's no one to save him. Bam, bada, bam, Wait, he's already, bada, he's already bada, been bada, dipped bada, into the acid. They're about to dip into acid. It's quite clear that I'm just basically riffing this off the film Batman and Robin, right? Worst film ever made. It's terrible. Anyway. Okay, uh, last question. Do you think EA are regretting giving the Xbox exclusivity to Titanfall, knowing that they may have a challenge? No, because of the dollar. Yeah, Yeah. the amount of money they would have paid them. I bet half the reason that game's so good is because Microsoft has extra $100 million or something crazy. And I get the impression that maybe because EA might have been slightly miffed at Microsoft for doing the whole U-turn on the digital stuff, that they've literally just gone, how much money do you want? We'll have some FIFA. FIFA How about we give you all this money, you give us some FIFAs? And they go, well, FIFAs are quite expensive at the moment. Look, how much do you want? (laughs) For God's sake, just take it all. I think given same with Dead Rising given the funds that Microsoft has at its disposal those games will probably be better from a financial point of view than they would have been otherwise so I'm sure EA are more than happy with that arrangement fair enough I wouldn't be surprised to see it on PlayStation in the future oh no no so I think it will come out oh. but I think in a year's time something like that I'm sure Microsoft have a very long you know it's quite surprising period. to see an actual exclusive though. I know a new IP that's an exclusive from after a third party a... publisher is incredible yeah. after Absolutely all this Call of Duty like Call of Duty is Xbox exclusive for DLC. about yeah. four days. For a little while. <laughs> and it's just like, really? I know we don't get exclusive anymore. This is like a big game from a big developer who people are excited about only on one console. I love big. how ignorant the internet had been. Everyone's like, huh, fuck off. 
uh, yeah, I really wish they, Titanfall wasn't on Xbox because I really want to play it. But apart from that, Xbox can fuck off. And it's like, guys, it's coming out on PC as well. Yeah, and and PS3. All oh, right, cool. Yeah, like, imagine you do need a fairly chunky PC for Titanfall. It's on 360, though, fairly chunky. Just leave it to Killzone. They'll fucking love it. Yeah, you got skills on Shadowfall. Shadowfall, get about it, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, that's that's question. Oh, I guess we need to uh, to pimp the member of the month competition, which yes. is almost over. Uh, I'll leave that in your hands. Got, so. What what's the date today? The pimping the 20- hands of Christopher Bratt. Yeah. So by the time you've got until the next podcast uh, to draw a picture or create a mask for yeah. Simon to wear if he were to rob a bank. We've had some That's people right. actually um, physically create masks. So some yeah. of them are amazing. You know what? If you want to physically create a mask and like take a picture or a little video of you wearing it, cool. even if it's crap, bloody do it. Because yeah. I will love you. We're going to be doing some kind of gallery video. Yeah, we always do a cool wrap-up of the best ones. So uh, uh, you've got a week. So uh, Not just the best ones. Often, often crap ones as I, well. I because say... Yeah, yeah. You know what? Like, I've got a real fun for things that are crap in a comical manner. Same. So regardless of your ability, a lot of people get put off because they go, oh, somebody's already done a really good one. It's like, you know what? It's not the winning that counts. And it's not the taking part either. It's being featured in a comedy video about the said exactly. thing. With a made-up age. Mm. With a made-up age. And they're um, made up. Yeah, no, people aren't actually age four to seven. Oh, <laughs> that's ruined it for me. Sorry. Spoilers. Um... Yeah, I think that's it for the podcast. Do enter the competition or just make us something stupid and send a picture of it. And we will see you all next week. Or if you're on the website, then we'll see you before then, probably. See you whenever you want. Come and pop over. You choose. Come up and see me sometime, gorgeous. My name is me, Matt Lees. Um, Chris Pat has been played by Chris. Simon Miller has been played by Simon. Good tag. And David Scammell has been played by David Scammell. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Goodbye.